0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to NetIP Spotlight, Live Your Potential, where we invite guest experts to speak on a variety of trending topics that matter to you. I'm Jaspina Lawalia, your host, and I want to warmly welcome you to our show this evening. I know everyone's crazy busy these days and appreciate your investing your valuable time in joining us this evening. To give you a lay of the land, our guest speaker and I will be discussing his insights for about 20 minutes. I'd like to give everyone a heads up that after about 20 minutes of discussion between our guest speaker and myself, you will have the opportunity to ask him any questions as you may have. So with that said, let's jump in. Today's guest speaker is Apoorva Gandhi, Vice President for Multicultural Affairs for Myriad International. Prior to his current position, Apoorva led the company's global reorganization program in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. He has had he has held other positions with Marriott, beginning as a front desk associate when he first completed college. He also worked as a vice president for global lodging services, where he helped deliver critical brand initiatives. Before joining Marriott, Apervo was a senior consulting manager in Accenture's communications and high tech practice for more than a decade, where he managed merger and integration programs, as well as process reengineering efforts for large telecom clients. He also led diversity programs at Accenture. Welcome to the show, Apurva.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: It's great to have you. And uh, to start off with, I understand that aspects of the Indian culture are gaining popularity in the hospitality industry. Will you tell us about that?
1: Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, first we'll get, first off, I want to thank everyone for joining up. Thank uh, the NetEv team uh just me and I'm Vic for inviting me to come speak. I love uh this organization and I applaud all of you for, you know, really taking on this important task of uh keeping our culture vibrant and providing great professional development for uh for all of uh, the members um uh, and others. I think it's a really important thing. So kudos to all of you and yeah we are seeing a lot of demand and interest um regarding uh Indian culture and Indian um, kind of events at our hotels, um, starting off with probably the most fun thing, which are Indian weddings. We are seeing such <laughs> great demand, as you might suspect, um, from our sure. properties. Yeah, who who want to learn um, as much as they can to help deliver the best and most auspicious weddings that they can do. Um, one of the uh, you know, because, you know, as you know, our weddings, and if I think back to my wedding, you know, I had 700 people in, that, in our wedding. And wow, that's a, yeah, it's huge. And um, there's a reason why I'm bald trying to plan that thing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know. But, you know, it, it's really great. I mean, and, and it's it's a great source of business for us. And it's also a great way to for us to continue to communicate the fact that we welcome everyone in our hotels and welcome all folks from all walks of life. And we're dedicated toward making sure that whether you're coming to us uh, for a leisure trip, a business trip, or a grand Indian wedding, that we're going to treat everyone with respect and dignity, and more importantly, with cultural competence. And we want to make sure that, you know, we, we know all the different steps of an Indian wedding. We know the differences between North Indian food and South Indian food. Uh, whether it's a Gujarati-style wedding or a Punjabi wedding, we want to make sure that our sales team and our folks on site know that, you know, we have multiple events. They should know what a mandi party is. They should know what the sangeet is. They should know what the vidai is. You know, they should be prepared that um, they'll have to have a fire, you know, um, that there might be a horse or an elephant delivering the groom. You know, we we really spend a lot of time immersing our teams in the culture. So it's a, it's a great piece of business, and I, I tell you, it's fun. It's funny. Uh, when we talk with our catering and sales associates, they love Indian weddings probably the most out of any of the events that they do because they find them to be the most vibrant and fun. In fact, we uh, we do this thing called India Culture Days where uh, I and a member of my team, Seema Jane, we both um, present to uh, you know teams of, of catering leaders, and we take them through kind of the ABCs of the Indian culture, uh, just in terms of you know the country, the demographics, some of our sure. approaches to life. Yeah, and then we go on kind of a field trip, and depending on what city we're in, we'll go to like the little India section, and we'll go to have an Indian lunch, the cook there, the chef will take them through, and... Talk to the talk to them about the food and how they prepare it. Um, show them vegetarian dishes versus non-veg, and then also we'll go to like a sari shop and um, folks who actually try on saris and, and the different outfits. And in fact, one of our hotels here, I live in Washington D.C., um, the Gaylord Hotel, um, Gaylord National Harbor, um, they do a lot of Indian weddings, and actually their team um, happen to be all ladies. They all bought saris because they said that they wanted to. When it came time for the wedding, that they were working, they would dress up in saris, uh, and ah. just as a way of making. Yeah, just as a way of making a bond with the customers. Sure. And uh, the, the customers loved it. They loved it because they felt like they were, you know, and they were. They were absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, our, our Marriott team is really proud of uh, this piece of uh, opportunity for us. And, you know, we have to continue to understand whether it's Indian weddings or quinceanera celebrations or bar mitzvahs, you know, all of these, you know, different events are really important to our business as we're seeing the changing demographics of the United States. And we have to understand that, you know, um, these these events um, are new opportunities for us to build different revenue streams that are going to become the major revenue streams if we don't, And if we don't get that and understand it, our competition will. So to answer your question more directly, huge opportunity um, for Indians in particular, um, and it's something we're we're really excited about. If I can just add also, it's not just like in the big cities in the United States. We're now seeing destination weddings, Indian weddings. So we've been getting requests from the Caribbean and Latin America. We just did a big webinar with our uh, JW Marriott Cancun, team who wanted to, um, you know, get ahead of the game with Indian weddings because uh, many folks are opting to do them as a getaway. Um, okay. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and, and you know, have a beautiful location and things like that. So it's really exciting to see.
0: Wonderful. Well, that gives a lot of flavor in terms of all the different aspects that you mentioned between the different regions and the different, um, you know, the, yeah. the, the cultural backdrop. And between and now, I'm gonna um, ask you, you know, between the um, those field trips that you're gonna do to the little India's mm-hmm. throughout the country, as well as you know yeah. the wedding itself. Any any funny? I bet you have a million. But I need to put you on the yeah. hook here. Any <laughs> any funny anecdotes from any of those yeah. experiences? Um, yeah. So yeah, I absolutely.
1: I Yeah, sure. I mean, you know how we Indians are. We're we're always full of fun. Sure,
0: absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell you a story.
1: So (laughs) we, you know, in addition to a lot of these Indian weddings, we also get a lot of Indian business travelers. And many come over here from India for extended stays, right? So they may come for six months of IT training or call center training. So we had a group uh, that came over uh, to the Chicago area for about six months. And they were a group of 15, and it was funny, okay. They this, this property was a residence inn in Chicago. And this, if, for those of you who don't know, those are like the hotels that every room is like a big suite, and it has a kitchen and stuff like that. So one of the things that we would do, we'd kind of put together a program for them. So we would do things like have, when they arrived, have a welcome basket with Indian snacks and, you know, parle G biscuits and all that stuff so that when they got oh, here great. after the long journey, yeah, the first thing that yeah. they would see would be um, snacks that reminded them of home, right? We would put sure. a, uh, yeah, like a, uh, you know, we put a $5 uh, phone card so you could just call home and tell family that they, they arrived okay. We would serve Indian breakfast in the morning. Um, wow. We would, yeah, we would do an Indian uh, India night once a month and, you know, stream the hotel and saris and show Bollywood movies, et cetera. Well, one of the things that we did, um, on the weekends <laughs> was we would have our little shuttle bus, like the kind that would, you know, take you to and from the airport. Um, okay. We would take that and then on the weekends kind of say, okay, 10 o'clock, everyone get on the bus, we'll take you and drop drop everyone at the little India section, Devon Street in Chicago.
0: Ah, and, yes. Okay. Right?
1: And then, you know, we would let yeah. folks would hang out for, you know, four or five hours, have lunch, go sh- grocery shopping because many of them would want to cook in their own rooms. And then we'd pick them up at a certain time um, and bring them back. So, of course, you know the first thing that's going to happen is no one was on time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was (laughs) – so so our property learned the importance of IST. And I know I don't have to explain Indian standard time to anyone. But the next thing was that, you know, this bus, it's funny. After the third or fourth time we did this, it became a party bus. So basically, you know, we uh-huh. the the staff would then play Bollywood music on the on the on the DVD the DVD player. It had a DVD player in there. So they'd show movies okay. like you know all the film the film movie DVDs.
0: Oh you yeah. Know, all the oh,
1: songs. Yeah. So basically, it became a party bus. People would be bringing snacks and you know, have some some nice drinks and and everyone in some cases would be dancing on the bus. And it got oh, so much fun great. that we know, yeah, yeah. We noticed that at some point there were folks who were on the bus who had no intention of shopping or cooking, oh, but they just wanted to come for the fun of it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so. great. That's great. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say there were some people that so not even they're not even associated with Marriott they're not they just got on the bus because oh. it's just it's so much fun <laughs>
1: was, yeah like, no no great. it was yeah it was it was so much fun and well the other point that's actually a a good lead into the next little quick story, which is you know when we had these um the Indian ice, you know when I heard about this program I, I sent a photographer over there um to take pictures of it, so it was supposed to be at seven o'clock right. And I get this phone call, it's like 7.30 or 8, and he goes, hey, Porva, um, you know, there's a ton of people here, but none of them are Indian. You know, it's, it's all these non-Indians, because uh-huh. I, the uh-huh. Americans are non-Indians, they loved it just as much as the Indians. So they loved all the food, all the fun. They were, You know, we had Menvi uh, artists there, so they were getting all that stuff. Oh, wow. I and mean, it was a black Yeah. Yeah. And that's all, well just hang on, don't worry, just wait another hour. The Indians will be there and they'll be late. <laughs> they'll but then also they'll be the last to leave, so don't 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 worry. So Oh that's yeah, we great. we have a lot of oh. fun with it.
0: Wow, well you know, this sounds so much fun. this multicultural role. Yeah. Um so yeah. I'm if to give any guidance to our listeners who um, who are listening to this and thinking, "Wow, I think yeah. I might that might be something I might be interested in, in the future." So any kind of listeners who may have an interest in a you know right. in a similar role in a, in multicultural affairs um, in the future sure. somewhere. Well, so,
1: yeah, what yeah, guidance absolutely. might you have? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you just before I tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. So when I took this role, you know, I'm a, I'm a kind of a consultant by trade, a strategy consultant. So I've okay. done a lot of different things at Accenture and Marriott, really not related to this kind of work. But when I took this role, you know, multicultural affairs, you know, my wife was like, you know, poor, what kind of job is this? You know, it sounds very exotic. <laughs> but, like, you know, you're going to travel the world, have multicultural yeah. affairs. What's this whole thing about? So I just teasing her. I said, don't worry, you know, this is what we call it. But, you know, honey, if it was 20 years ago and we were still single, it might be another story, you know. But, there we uh, go. <laughs> but, there you go. But really, I think um, you have to I, – I got very lucky, to be honest. I had always done what I would call diversity work as an extracurricular activity. It's, it's something that, you know, I had a day job doing strategy consulting, but my night job was really putting together diversity mentoring programs at Accenture and then serving and, on different committees at Marriott to really ensure that where I was working – was, you know, had respect and dignity and inclusion for everyone, whether you worked for us um, were a supplier for us, come to stay as a guest in our hotels. You know, I kind of did it as an extracurricular. And then, honestly, I was recommended for this role. Um, And, you know, you really have to have a passion for it because it sounds, at times, it sounds a lot more glamorous than it actually is. And the reason (laughs) is that, you know, And it's it's a great job, and it's it's a lot of fun, but there's some days where you just feel that you are continually having to keep on selling the value of this work. And you have to keep on convincing folks that, hey, you know what, the demographics of the country are changing. The source markets for our business around the globe are different now. You know, you have the Indian Mm -hmm. middle class, which is like 400 million people who now have money and want to travel places. That's bigger than the whole United States, you know? And I'll be honest, there's a lot of people out there who don't want to get that, who don't, who still believe that we're back in the 50s. And you know what? If we just continue to focus on, you know, the boomers and the, you know, over 50 male business person, then, you know, uh, Caucasian, then everything will be just fine. And the reality of it is is the demographics are changing. And a lot of my job is helping people understand that, Things are, are 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 changing in big ways. All you have to do is show the census, and you can see the growth mm-hmm. of Latinos, Asians, yeah. uh, LGBT uh, markets, and it's really about being able to quantify what the business value of that is, and okay. stick to your gun. So well, to answer your question, how does one get into this work? I think I don't think you can one day say, "Oh yeah, I like diversity. It sounds really cool." It's not really like that. You have to understand (laughs) Uh a bit of the science behind it and understand there's a lot of different ways to speak about diversity. And a lot of folks say, well, isn't it just about finding how we're all the same and, you know, we can all just get along and, you know, it's nice to be nice. And, you know, this is, isn't that cute and all that stuff. Well, really it's not Mm -hmm. like that. (laughs) It's really about finding out how we're different and figuring out how to celebrate those differences and use it to get business results. And, Let's you know, and in the boardroom, talking about diversity can be very hard, and it's about drawing yeah. that link to dollars and cents. And if you can't do that, and uh, then it's not really a, a good role because um, the way business is today, everything has to show value immediately or very very quickly. Um, so I, I think really it, it's it's not as easy as you might think, and as much as you know, the country progresses, and as much as we make. In, uh, you know, we evolve and make changes. It's still an uphill battle in many ways. If you look at the boardrooms of America, for the number of Asian, other uh, say Asian um, entrepreneurs and CEOs, um, mm-hmm. compared to board level appointments, the, the the numbers are are off. We should have so many more Asians in boards and corporate boards, and we should have so many more Asian Indians. I think in corporate boards because this, this, we are the most successful demographic in the United States, and everyone should know that. And you know what? People who are listening to this should go and have their facts ready because there's no question um, that Asian Indians are the most successful demographic. The average per capita income is about $86,000 a year, which is much higher than any other demographic in the United States. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's and it's something where you sometimes have to school people <laughs> on the facts mm-hmm. Sure, um, and, a lot of education. And so it's,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It's a lot of continual education, and it's education of people who may not want to hear it, and that that can wear you out. <laughs> it can really sure. wear you out, and so it's not it's not for the meek uh, meek hearted, and it's not for the shy, and it's not for the can we all just get along people. It's it's really um, about the science of diversity alcohol.
0: Interesting. And I'm speaking of business value. Um, yeah. Any guidance to our listeners who might be listening to this and thinking, okay, you know, I might have an interest in, I like what Marriott's yeah. doing with this, um, you know, really capitalizing on some of yeah. these demographic trends that you just, uh, you know, mentioned, um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and might have an interest in actually acquiring or investing in a sure. Marriott branded hotel. You know, what, um, for those people, what types of experiences do you think are vital to succeeding as a Marriott branded hotel owner?
1: Okay, great. So, good question. Um, Well, you know, it's funny. In my travels and in my corporate career, there are many places where, most places, I feel like I'm a minority because of just the demographic of the room. The one place in the world where I'm probably not a minority is when I talk with (laughs) hotel owners, there, I'm part of the majority, which is a great thing. So you know, I can just roll in and say whatever I think, and everyone agrees with me all the time. You know, so it's great. <laughs> no, but but just uh, kidding. Kidding aside, uh, the good news is, you know, for Indians in particular, um, and for our Patel friends, it, it's very much, I think, in the blood. Um, you know, we are great entrepreneurs. You know, we you know um, have, and and it's not just a stereotype; it's true, right? Um, if you look at the, the demographics in the United States, it shows um, based on our success as a culture here. And then also, you know, in India, it, it's just uh, amazing the, the the business environment and the entrepreneurship that happens there. I think for folks who are interested in uh, getting involved in hotel ownership, um, a couple things. One, we host something called a diversity ownership seminar uh, a couple times a year. Because at Marriott, it's very important to us that we have a great pipeline of diverse owners. That's, that's, we have a program around that, and we're very proud of our commitment because we understand that, you know, we want to have in the community folks who own our hotels who represent that community, and it, it's really critical okay. to us. And a lot of times what we'll do, and maybe we should do this at the next um, Metis convention, is we would we host these things called So You Want to Own a Hotel 101 sessions, Right. And what we do is we talk about, you know, what does it mean to own a hotel? Um, mm-hmm. What's the capital outlay? How does the process work to kind of demystify it a bit? Um, again, with Indians, it doesn't take much to demystify it because there's so many Indians who already are involved in our business. But with other cultures, you know, we, we do need to spend time to help people understand that, you know, you know, it's not easy, but it's not such an insurmountable thing. And a lot of times what we do is we may not – what we look for are folks who have that entrepreneurial um, attitude, but also a lot of times we're not the first business that they do. Many times these are folks who own maybe um, a Dunkin' Donuts or a Subway or like a a frozen yogurt kind of place. And maybe they've done pretty well and they're just looking to kind of – get to something, do something different, maybe get to the next level of of entrepreneur and being their own boss. And we find that a lot of times we might be their second or third kind of entrepreneur venture. Um, and, it's you know, it's not easy, but it's a case where people may uh, have the capital or we, tell, we show them ways that they can get the capital to get started. And they may start off with one of our brands like Fairfield Inn and in Suites or Count Play Suites, um, one of our select service brands, which are mostly franchised anyway, and, um, you know, go, from, go at it from that perspective. Um, so we're looking for people who um, have a good track record. Um, you know, we are uh, a great brand. As you, um, you know, uh, we our returns for our owners are fantastic. Um, you know, everyone uh, who um, has been in a hotel knows that it's a lot of work, but we Indians are used to it. And um, it, it's it's really about getting folks to have that entrepreneurial attitude. That's what we look for.
0: Okay, now, great. Now, switching from the perspective of the owners um, to that of the back to that of those, of the consumers, what are some ways in which um, Indian Americans can utilize Marriott facilities for whether it be professional, social, cultural, personal reasons? You know, apart from weddings, what what comes right. to mind?
1: Sure. So um, a couple things. One, um, if any of you were at the last NETF conference um, in Atlanta, perhaps we met. I was one of the judges uh, at the, the Fast Pitch competition. And if you were there, uh, we showed a quick video and gave out coupon codes for something that we're really um, pretty psyched about, which is something called Workspace On Demand. We know that there's a lot of entrepreneurs uh, in our community. Many work sure. work out of the house or many work in somewhat cramped offices (laughs) Um, or, you know, work in their basements or garages or what have you. Um, Well, we know that at times you may just want to have a a little more of a professional setting or you want to kind of impress a client a little bit or you just want to have a nice quiet meeting somewhere. One of the things that we have with this uh, Workspace On Demand product, and you can probably Google that and all the info will come up, but it's something that you can just get right online and reserve or book Kind of a a table in, a, in one of our lobbies or a private conference room at one of our hotels. There's no contract involved. There's nothing like that. But you know, if say tomorrow at 10 a.m. you said, you know what, I want to book a an afternoon meeting retreat with my team. Um, you know, if it's 10 a.m., you could probably get online, search where you want to go, and say at 2 p.m. just book a book a table. And then what will happen is you get to that hotel and. <clears throat> You know, I think our hotels are pretty nice and have nice lobbies and are very professional. And when you get there, uh, you'll see uh, on that table say "reserved for workspace on demand" client. Probably will have your name on it, and you'll have a nice professional setting with Wi-Fi um, supplies if you need them. And, um, and depending on the hotel, you know, someone coming around to take a take a lunch order or uh, help you have a round of drinks or something. So it's a nice way to kind of get that professional environment or kind of office look and feel, but when you need it, you know? We don't we have sure. to pay for stuff if we don't need it, right? But we <laughs> want to pay for it if we, if we do need it, right? So sure. it's it's a way of kind of giving that, that storefront image. And, you know, if you've been to any of our hotels, they're pretty nice and all of Just one mm-hmm. thing. Secondly, I would say, you know, we talked a bit about Indian weddings and Indian celebrations, and, you know, that's something that yeah. we can certainly work with you on. Um, but also just other just general um, kind of events that we have at our hotels. For instance, uh, I was just in Mexico recently. I think it was Puerto Vallarta for a meeting. And it just so happened when I walked in the door, they were celebrating just out of the blue. They called it the Tastes of India Week. (laughs) And they brought in India. Yeah, it was great. They brought in uh, the chef from the Renaissance in Mumbai. And draped uh, one of their restaurants in Indian um, imagery, and played Bollywood music, and served Indian food, um, just because. I teased the general manager. I said, "Oh, it must be because I'm coming in town." But he said, "No, we've been doing it for two weeks, and everyone absolutely loved it." So you never know when you're going to stumble on um, <clears throat> some uh, surprises like that. In fact, you know, um, many of our lounges—not all of them, but some of them—in um, our kind of concierge lounge will serve uh, ethnic snacks. And I was just up in Baltimore recently at one of our Marriotts, and it happened to have uh, samosas there. I said, what a nice surprise! Um, so, and many of our hotels will have Indian food on their menus. Not all of them, but, but some of them do. So you know, it just turns out that um, you know we have um, you know we have a great food in our culture, and many love it. So we uh, are really happy to provide those opportunities. I
0: love it. Samosas in Mexico. That's
1: That's, that's, that's pretty
0: wild. I was
1: was dipping it in salsa just to try it out. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: I really appreciate you sharing your insights with us. And I'm wondering if you have any last thoughts or take home message you'd like to share with our listeners before we uh, jump into the Q and A.
1: Sure. I'm happy to. Um, you know, I, uh, before I came on the call, I I'm a measure, a member of this group. Um, Obviously, we're members, proud sponsors of MEDEP, and we look forward to continuing that. Um, but we're also proud members of a group called the Asia Society, which, um, <clears throat> as you might see from their name, um, looks to build bridges between the United States and many countries in Asia, of course, India being one of them. And we participated okay. in their diversity leadership forum. And I just tweeted out, and I I added uh, MEDEP on the tweet, something that uh, just came across the wires where they uh, interviewed myself, and a woman, Jyoti Chopra, who's um, a senior officer, I think, at J.P. Morgan. I'm I'm forgetting which bank. But they – this kind of linked to it are some videos, um, kind of like three tips for Asian Americans. And if I could just um, add uh, one of those tips to all of you, uh, I'm I'm sure many of you are accomplished in your careers and maybe um, already know some of this stuff. But, you know, I wish someone had told me when I was uh, much younger – Hey, you know what? Um, don't worry so much about fitting in. Just, you know, it's always better to be a first-rate version of yourself instead of a second-rate version of someone else. And I think at times uh, we spend so much time worrying about what people are going to think and and fitting in. I, I tell you, it's uh, many times it's better not to fit in uh, and just do your thing. And um, <clears throat> because that's what sets you apart. And don't be afraid to voice your opinion. Um, we all know uh, the great Mahatma Gandhi, you know, one of his most famous quotes is, you know, even if you're a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. And I think with every successive generation in the United States, people get more and more comfortable being who they are. Uh, but I would just say, you know, don't don't worry about fitting in. Just do your thing and uh, everything will be just fine. So uh, that's my uh, piece of advice for everyone.
0: That's very inspiring, and from where I sit for what from what I do, authentic um really is appealing, and the quirks are sometimes it makes things really, really interesting so um
1: yeah
0: everyone, uh, you know now's your chance to ask for about any questions which you may have, and just to remind everyone if you have a question, go ahead and press one, and we'll take your question. Right here we have our first question, and this is from caller uh, with the area code seven oh six last four or five seven nine nine. Caller, uh, welcome. Um, you're unmuted.
2: Hey, Jaspina. Hey, Purva. Thanks for that. Um, that that was pretty interesting. Uh, I had a quick question for Purva. You know, I'm part of yeah. my family's part of the hospitality industry, and you know, we obviously see how good a job Marriott does. With branding, uh, how marriage is able to cater to a number of different groups. I was wondering whether, when you look at the hospitality industry and look at the Indian community at large, what do you see, uh, you know, from some of the Indian owners that they should be doing a better job at? And I know this is sorry, angust- they- I'm just wondering about the industry as a whole.
1: Okay, so I just want to make sure I understood your question. Thanks for first of all, thanks a lot, and thanks for asking that question. Um, was it what, as we look at the uh, Asian Indian owners, what are some things that they should be doing, you say, better or?
2: Yes. Uh, primarily, oh, wow. you know, what we do see with, you know, things like uh, with brands like Marriott, they certainly set themselves apart with branding, uh, being able to right. cater to a number of different communities, being able to cater to a number of different uh, sections of society. What, what we do notice, you know, in this hospitality industry, especially if you have a smaller hotel, motel, whatnot, uh, sometimes we're not up to par, and I was just wondering whether you right. had seen yeah. you know things that certainly work well for Marriott.
1: Sure, so, um, you know, I'm not an expert in, in our ownership, um, area, however, one thing I will tell you is, um, our Indian owners are really good, <laughs> and they, they do sometimes a better job of running these hotels than we do <laughs> because you know. By by nature we we know revenue management right, look, I'm Gujarati, man, we definitely know revenue management <laughs> you know, it's in our blood all right I mean, you know and and they we know how to run a business really really well um if I were to offer respectfully um a piece of advice, it would be sometimes if if we don't see the immediate direction to increase profits, we may be less willing to take a risk on something you know, I think. You know Marriott some has very very good branding our hotel let's talk generally hotel companies have very very good branding and they have very very good research that can tell you what the trends are not for this year but for the next five to ten years and I think if if some of the owners would be willing to make some of those investments, it could really give that we r o i um even make it even better and more sustainable for the future. And, and, you know, things like understanding that, you know, the generational changes in America, right? We've all heard, you know, the baby boomers are getting older. Um, The millennials are growing like crazy. Um, You know, they use technology. They use so many different ways of booking. And sometimes, you know, some owners, rightfully so, might be a little skeptical on, well, why should I make this investment for a return that I'm not going to see next year, but I may see in a couple years, I don't want to take that risk with you guys. And, and as they say on Shark Tank, and I'm out, but, you know, I think at times maybe if they are willing to take a little bit of that chance, yeah, they'll see uh, an even better return. Does that make sense? I hope it does. It does. Uh, that, that makes You were cutting out, for oh. that was that a Yes.
0: Yeah, I think the question, she may have may have hung up. Um okay. and any any um any more questions? I know we're going uh, some great stories by Porva, so I know we're going a little over. Anyone um any more questions before we uh before we end? All right. Well thanks for taking our listeners' questions to Purva. And um for yep. those uh, listeners who haven't had a chance to ask something, what's uh, what's the best way for them to contact you in the future?
1: Um, okay, so what I would suggest is, um, why don't you guys, we'll try two ways. Um, one will be via Twitter. You can get me at, at Apoorva Gandhi, A-P-O-O-R-V-A Gandhi. I shouldn't have to spell Gandhi to any of you guys, but I'll just say G-A-N-D-H-I, one word, A-P-O-O-R-V-A-G-A-N-D-H-I on Twitter. Or uh, you can try to uh, send me a message on LinkedIn, And I'm sure you can just search me that way, okay?
0: Great. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for your insights today, Aforba. Yeah. And
1: And Happy to, anytime.
0: Okay. Now, in case you joined us late, everyone, or would like to share the show (laughs) with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that a recording of today's radio show will be sent out. appreciate you hanging out with us, and make sure to join us for next month's show. Take care, everyone.